Yay, it is time, that time of week for an economic update. Welcome to the show, somebody that has two PhDs to tell you what's going on in the economy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! There he is. Hey, happy new year. It is so good to spend my first show of the year with you all. Oh, um, we are so excited to have you have a show. good new year? Did you have a good new year? We did. We played lots of games. We Fantastic. had a lot it's of fun. Family. We played a lot of cards. We're not like yeah. big go out party, you know, people. I don't think we've ever been to a New Year's like party. I don't think so. No. We always hang out with my parents, you know, and uh play we, games and we played we played pitch until we couldn't. Yeah. That was it. Lots of fun. We made, we made it to like one o'clock and then yeah. like we shut it down. <laughs> right. All right, bed. time to go to bed. We we, we made it past the, the threshold. <laughs> I, I'm like you. I am. I am not a stay up late kind of a guy. Normally, when in Colorado, you know the the ball coming down in New York is at ten o'clock at night. Didn't even make that. I was <laughs> I was <laughs> by nine p.m. Mountain time. Couldn't even stay up until that. So it's like, oh, what? but we had a blizzard, and it was just me and the dog because my family was skiing, and I couldn't make it up to the mountain. So. I was flying solo, and uh, I just went to bed. That's so funny. <laughs> that is good, good use of time. One thing I yeah. did get is is a lot of you know we're driving, so I'm you know I'm listening to, to news and podcasts and shows, and almost everything I heard and watched made me think of you because yeah. there was something happening. I'm like, wow, that that's a change from a year ago. Because yes. you know people talk about resolutions and they reflect a lot. You know, you hear people. I'm like. That is different than a year ago. Mm -hmm. That's different than a year ago. You know, pricing changes, interest rate changes, you know, uh, uh, I mean, just college student debt, you mm -hmm. know, was, was coming up on one. We had a conversation with our daughter. She has a lot of friends that, you know, you know, graduated in the last three or four years. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, man, I would love to talk to Kirk about that. Yeah. Man, I'd love to talk to Kirk about that. There's, it's so, I've never seen financial issues so far out in the front of people's mind and conversations as they are right and now. And a lot of complaints about what's going on with this administration. You know, it, it, people that are not typically political, a lot of complaints. Well, they have to go back to on. Ford to try to compare anything to where where somebody was intentionally doing things that are that are creating that are creating inflation that are devaluing the dollar. Yeah. Like it's never happened quite as fast and as much as people are seeing right now. And so there's this combination of fear and hopelessness mm -hmm. and frustration. And, and then you know I think a lot of them are just like ah, what can I do about? it? I'm just going to go drinking, you know, mm -hmm. or something. You know, you see those kind right. of posts, you know, on Facebook and different things from people. It's like there's like like they're in the back seat with a drunk driver. There's nothing they can do. Yeah, well, so first of all, all of the above is true. I, I was sad when you said everything you were watching and listening to made you think of me. And it wasn't like a bodybuilding competition you were watching. I know. Like, uh, <laughs> financial boring stuff. I, I'm, I'm about, so, your, about your mind. Yeah, you have, it's a, your you have great a, a beautiful mind. mind. Yes. And I'm like, what would well, he say about that? What would he say about this? Yeah. yeah. So this is the sad thing about the world we're living in right now. When you get times of economic contraction like what we have, um, drinking, you know, liquor stores get very busy. Mm -hmm. um, and and so do so do like uh, Vegas type <laughs> gambling. Yeah. Dollars, right. It's like they just do because people lose hope and, and hope mm -hmm. deferred makes a heart sick. Right. And it's like there's no way that we can win. There's no way we can get out of this. So let's just blow our entire wad and see if we can actually just hit a home run, right? Or yep. or drown out your sorrows. And and this mm -hmm. is a problem. This is a problem in the world that we're living in right now. And it, and it breaks my heart. Um, but there are things that we can do. But but as as far as that that goes, I just read a a survey uh, report this morning that people from the age of 18 to 35 
Um, now, 50% of that age group don't think they're ever going to get out of debt. Wow. Ever. Wow. It said that so it's 18, 18, 18 to 35. 18 to 35. And, what, 18 to yeah, 35. Yeah. and this is the age group that normally doesn't think about things like that, right? They just spend mm-hmm. and they'll think, ah, we have a long time horizon to recoup. Any kind of losses, any kind of spending, you know, our, our greatest money making years are ahead of us. They don't think that they're ever going to get out of debt right now. And that is a a chokehold on them mm-hmm. that will affect every decision that they make. But believe me, I when when my wife and I first got married um, and we, we, we had a, a job, I was vice president of a mortgage company at the time making six figures a year, you know, right as a, as a smart punk snot nose, you know, getting right out of grad school. Right. And we thought we were doing well and then things changed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we left that job because of kind of some bad management from the owners of the company. It's like, I, I can't support this. So we just left no plan B. Right. Well, our income went from a lifestyle of six figures to nothing mm-hmm. overnight. Right. And we were living on debt and I wish we were at zero but we were so far below zero. It's like, man, everything that we ever did, even when my wife would call and Jelaine would call and say, Hey, they they have hamburgers on sale at McDonald's, like, you know, 35 cents each or something like that. Can we get one? That kind of dates you a little bit. Yeah. That number. Yeah. The 35 cents. It does date you. Kurt. I (laughs) I think an extra ketchup is 35 cents. That's that's that. That's probably around the same time we we first met you around that time. It it, it was, it was around right around that time. So you just dated yourself too. So so back at you. Right. So, so, but it's like, how do you say no to your wife who wants a 35 cent hamburger? I didn't, but could we afford it? We couldn't even afford that. Right. And and so this is what's what's sad to me about what we're living in right now. And it's because of it's not just because of debt, it's because of Bidenomics. And you've got these rising taxes and you've got inflationary pressures and you've got um, everything that's going on and people can't get loans very easily anymore. And it's like, man, what are what are people going to do? And and it breaks Mm -hmm. my heart because I lived it right. We've all gone through dark times financially in our lives. Um, if you've lived, you've gone through dark times sure. financially, but this is what people coming right out of college right now are now thinking is we're never going to get out of this. Uh, mm-hmm. How, how could we possibly get out of it when they've got student loans that are hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars Yeah, with no jobs, nobody's hiring. And now you've got taxes that are going through the roof. Everyone's talking about the stock market being overvalued and it's going to correct. And there's just this sense of hopelessness. And so, so my, my encouragement to everybody would be, you gotta, you gotta live below your means, right? You've got to save up as much as you possibly can and get out of debt because Mm -hmm. in a world of rising interest rates, any debt that you have is going to be a stranglehold around you and it will get worse before it gets better. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so I, I, I like to encourage people to, if you can, this, this would be the ultimate goal, live on 70% of your income, invest 10%, save 10% and give 10%. Right. Mm-hmm. So then out of that 70%, you also have your taxes that you have to pay, which means you're actually living on less. But you know what? We did it. We it's a mindset issue. We started living that way and and giving 20% of our income when we had nothing. Wow. And it was the only way out because in in my opinion, you cannot 
get out give God, right? And it's not my yeah. opinion. It says it in the Bible. It's God's yeah. opinion, which mm-hmm. is I'm just re, re- tweeting it right it's like, <laughs> so he so even challenges us on God. it he even challenges he us yeah he, and and actually it, that's one of the only times he ever challenges yep. us way he said test me on it mm-hmm. can't outgive me because yeah. he can do more with 90 percent of, of the income yeah. than we can with 100 percent, right and so so this is when you can't outgive God, just watch. But but you have to do it with it with a grateful heart, right? You don't do it because of what you're going to get. You do it because you love to give, because you get to give, right? Mm-hmm. And then watch the floodgates of ho- heaven will open up so much that you won't have room enough to contain it all. That's the promise in mm-hmm. Malachi. And so for everybody who's, who's in debt up to their eyeballs, and I get these calls all the time mm-hmm. and they say, Kirk, we can't afford to give. It's like you're missing the point. You can't afford not, not to, to. Give, yep, right? And then watch what God starts doing with you. And and it's, I can't explain it. I can't explain God's math. Let, let me, it just that's happens. That's so good. And, and a lot of it has to, ask you a question, a lot of this has to do with where you're putting your faith and your hope. There's been this push, you know, again, to date myself. I remember, I mean, you know, I, I had paper routes even in high school mm-hmm. and then I was playing sports and then on, on, uh, weekends, you know, I, as much as I could. And then, then in the summers and off times, I'd work at a pizza place in Hutchinson, Kansas called Ken's Pizza. Yep. Amazing pizza. Delicious pizza. But, you know, cool place. And I think I made like $4.25 an hour. And then I got a, a job in the summers during the day roofing houses. And that was big money there because you make $10 mm-hmm. an hour. But it was, you know, you're carrying shingles up a ladder all day. You know, very manual, you know, labor, hard work, right? That... The, the, I don't know what the minimum wage, you know, is, is, is now back then it was 425, but mm-hmm. it, but it goes up and it keeps, you know, they're always fighting for more and more and more. And it's kind of irrelevant because you talked about buying a 35 cent cheeseburger. Well, it's like, well, you can have 35 cent cheeseburger, but you make $4 an hour. You know, it, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of all the same. It, I think people put their hope and trust, Hey, the government's going to fix this by my manually forcing my boss to pay me more per hour by taking minimum wage up, and that will fix it. Mm-hmm. That will fix this whole problem, and and it and it and it really doesn't. It's a systems problem, and it's a heart problem on on where mm-hmm. are you with this? And it's because they could make minimum wage a hundred dollars an hour. It's irrelevant if a cheeseburger, you know, is sixty dollars. You know, right. it's like it it it's, mm-hmm. it all kind of keeps going up from that time. So it's like if you know, if I made twenty dollars an hour back, you know. When minimum wage is four twelve, you would have actually been rich. But now twenty dollars an hour, you know, almost isn't a whole lot because the prices are going up weekly so and monthly. Mm-hmm. Everything is consistently. There's some items I notice are are twice as much as they were one year ago. Yeah. You know, when it comes to you know meat and frozen items, stuff like that, at the grocery store. So, so my my question on why can it, people's eyes are on okay if if you know, Biden fixes this. If there's a, a fix and they make minimum wage or, you know, Bernie Sanders, big thing, we'll make minimum wage, you know, more in, in wages, but no matter there's people broke at every income level mm-hmm. and every amount of money. And if you, if you're watching this today and you're like 40, you know, I mean, um, you're probably making more than you did when you were 20, but are you in a better financial situation than question. you were when you were 20? You know, some of you might've had more money and savings when you were 18 mm-hmm. than you do now at 40, even though you're making two or three times as much money or four times as much money. So like more money isn't necessarily the fix at a certain point. No, it's, it's learning to live and being trusted with the small things. Right. I mean, God tells us, I will give you more when I can trust you with the small things. Right. And so, so I, I know people who make $500 a month 
no, I'm not even kidding, who are still somehow debt free. Mm. And I know people that make um, 10 plus million dollars a year that are football players in the NFL, that as soon as they retire from the NFL, they're filing for bankruptcy, right? It's like, how in the world did you blow all of that, right? It's, it's, you have to learn to be trusted with these small things. And if you can learn those lessons on giving, investing, mm -hmm. you know what, if you can do it with $500, you can do it with $10,000 a month. You can do it with a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? You can do it with a million dollars a month, like some of these ball players, but you have to start. It's just scalable, right? You, mm -hmm. you learn how to do it early on and that, that will follow you the rest of your life. And, and David, you said it perfectly well. It's like when, when the government has to print money to take care of us, right? Well, that comes with what? That comes with higher taxes. Yep. So then then all of that higher prices, those higher taxes, um, people, you have to raise wages, right? To, to compensate for it so, mm -hmm. so people can actually come to work. That, that raises the price of everything. And, and you don't actually get ahead that way. See, a better way to do it would be to lower taxes lower interest rates, encourage people to actually work rather than printing money to pay them to stay home, right. <laughs> right. which is nonsensical. It is. Um, but, but the, and this is how, this is what it was in the Trump and Reagan years, right? You encouraged a framework for growth in America and, and the stock market boomed, the bond market boomed, real estate boomed, everything boomed, right? People were fat and happy and they were working. We don't see that right now. It's like, oh, I guess government stimulus and taking care of everybody doesn't really work. It never has worked because mm -hmm. ultimately you run out of other people's money. This is the problem that we're seeing right mm -hmm. now. When you print money, which is debt, it has to be paid back. And that causes the inflationary pressures that we're seeing. But, but people coming out of college right now, this is all that they've known, mm -hmm. right? If they graduated that last year, all that they know is unsustainable debt. People coming out of college during COVID, all that they know is government printing of money. Yep. Yeah. And this is this is a pivotal time in our economy where, where if this is what people are learning, the moment they get out of college or, or high school, they're going to expect it the rest of their lives. This mm -hmm. is why it's critical that you keep doing your show. You keep spreading this message mm -hmm. that we keep teaching people how to survive and thrive during yes. these, these economic times, right? And this is what, what I have to tell people every single day when they call in. Um, last week, I can't even tell you the amount of volume of calls we had. It was off the rails busy. Mm -hmm. um, and I, every single day, I probably prayed with at least two people. I was not just a financial counselor. I was a counselor counselor. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. and, and people are scared. And, and when people are gripped by fear, they make the wrong decisions, right? And so you have to come at it with faith and logic and sound mind and reason and wisdom and discernment. And that's why I'm promoting gold and silver, shouting it from the rooftops, right? Not promoting right. it. That's a horrible word to use. Shouting it from the rooftops because it's the only, to me, right now in an inflationary world that makes sense. And, and it's not that it just makes sense. It is actually thriving. Mm -hmm. And this is where we can put a smile on people's face, given these horrible polls that we're seeing. I can't get out of debt my whole life. You know, 50% of youngsters thinking that youngsters, 18 to 35. Yeah, they're young to us too. <laughs> yeah. They're young to me. Yeah, he's right? 35. Oh, he's a kid. Yeah, he's just a kid. Just, just a young. Right? <laughs> it's true. 
And then, but with these rising interest rates, now we're seeing economist after economist after economist that's saying everywhere from a 50 to 75% immediate correction in the stock market when it corrects to now the one I just read this morning, 10 to 15% slow grind during 2022. What's it going to be? Is it going to be a slow grind? Is it going to be immediate? Well, I've only seen one economist that says slow grind. Most of them say immediate, which means there is a pin that burst that bubble, that mm-hmm. that balloon, right? Because balloons don't just generally run out of air slowly. They pop. <laughs> and yes. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think it's going to be Evergrande that pops that um, by March or April of this year. Mm-hmm. When, when Evergrande doesn't just make not make their interest payments, they don't make their principal payments because that, that March and April are principal payment reduction months. And that's $3.6 billion, $3.6 billion, not $150 million interest payments mm-hmm. that they can't make. If they can't make interest payments, how are they going to pay off their principal? I think that's going to be the pin that bursts this bubble. And we can be out of the path of that hurricane before it hits us. Here's the thing. I would rather be three months early than a day late. Man, that's so true. Of the time, right? So this is where we are operating with wisdom discernment, getting people into something that does well during times of inflation. That's silver right now. Silver, 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 as much as you possibly can, because it's the only thing that makes sense. Man, that is so good. So if you would like to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team, just go to flyovergold.com, flyovergold.com. Dot com And when you scroll down, there's a place to put in your information and they will contact you for a consultation. It's a free consultation. It's a wealth conservation consultation. And I highly encourage it. Everyone, including ourselves, that's worked with you, we are so happy yeah. to have that opportunity. We are able to sleep at night and know that our finances are taken care of, that they're in really good hands. And it's fun and having really a, a physical it. asset you can touch. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, how how's the stock market or these things doing? You know, I mean... I put it in context for people. If, if don't buy gold and silver, then buy plywood. Do something. You know, something because you know plywood's a lot more than it was. You know, a year ago, two years mm-hmm. ago, it's not going to change. But something you can physically touch because yes. you know there is an agenda to destroy our dollar. Uh, that's that's global, and mm-hmm. you know they've got individuals in in this scenario that have greater wealth than most nations. And so so there's there's some things happening globally and economically mm-hmm. that are so far beyond anything we've ever experienced before. You got to have something that you can touch that you can actually put on your table that you could bite if you want to, you know, test to see if it's real. You know, <laughs> actually get some real silver in your house that you can hold because you never know when you're going to need that. So go to flyovergold.com and that's where you can fill out your information and talk to Dr. Kirk and his team. So thank you so much, Dr. Kirk. We really appreciate your time. We always love this segment with you and learned so much. Thank you so much. I love being with you. Happy New Year. And I look forward to connecting again next week. That sounds great. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Ah!